Welcome to the Behind the Curtain Podcast, your real-world guide to real estate investment and property management. In this special episode, Glenn and Brett profile the communities of Whitehaven, Raleigh, East Memphis, and Cordova. They'll discuss details of each of the communities, the employment and demographics of the residents who typically live in those areas, and to help you understand the type of investments each area could offer. All right, so today we're going to dedicate a good time, uh, a lot of our time on uh, dealing with the Memphis market and the different areas that you've heard about. Uh, that Glenn and I have talked about, uh, Whitehaven, Cordova, Raleigh, uh, East Memphis, and we're going to kind of dive into the <laughs> the disputable census information that talks about... Oh, it came <clears throat> from our government. We would <laughs> never put that into dispute. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the, the number of white-collar, blue-collar, male-female. Can we say male-female anymore? I thought it was supposed to be male-female, think I'm a male, used to be a male... Maybe I'm a female. There's way too many labels now. <laughs> We're going to break it down for you so you understand. And we'll actually talk about market values and what the rents are going for so you can uh, begin to understand a little deeper as to why, uh, if you come to Memphis, uh, if you get a smart agent, they're going to be pushing these areas on you because they're, they're moving that direction. So let's go to the first one, Glenn, which we were just having a conversation before we started recording about the Census Bureau information. So let's get into the numbers. There's um, a rundown them real quick before we get into the the real meat of the stuff. So, um, Brett is holding that sheet way f- far from his face because he's got readers on. Can you can you edit? <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I do have my readers on. So um, here's here's the thing. We're having a debate about white collar versus blue collar. Okay, for those of you who understand or don't understand Memphis, Memphis is a distribution city, which means that a large majority of the people that live inside the city limits of Memphis are going to work at FedEx, Nike, Amazon. I mean, the list is huge because so many major worldwide corporations have their distribution centers here. So let's break down to what who those people are. So a guy that loads boxes at FedEx or works on the line is probably considered a blue-collar worker. Yep. And then the guy that's sitting up in the glass window, logistics manager, is considered probably white-collar. However, the guy running the line is making thirty grand a year. The guy, logistic guy is making 38000 a year. So while there are, they're being labeled differently for job purposes, they're pretty much all in the same category. They're working for the same company, probably making in the same range of the same income. So one of the issues that came up in our conversation was white collar 63%, blue collar 36%. Specific to Whitehaven. Now, here's the thing. These are Census Bureau stats, okay? You and I spend probably two days a week in Whitehaven. Yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. We're driving down there all the time, and we know uh, our business, and we know Whitehaven. And so, for me, I'm saying when you when when the 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 census says 64 percent white collar, is that what it's? Yeah, 64 percent white collar. I can't agree with that. Now, well, how you classify that, right? But the point is, Whitehaven is a a part of town that 
and we're going to get into this later. We're going to talk about anchors. Yeah. Anchors are important because these are the parts of town where there's something that brings about economic prosperity. Uh, I I cannot agree with uh, 64% white collar in, in Whitehaven. And well, and I'm not trying to diss Whitehaven at all. I just know the demographics of what we do every day. And I agree with you on that point, but I'm here's what I'm when we were kids growing up, all right? White collar blue collar was very clear. Blue collar were guys that swung hammers, drove tractors, worked at a steel mill, worked at a at a plant down in South Louisiana, a chemical plant. Those were classified as blue collar guys, right? Yep. And the white collar guys were like my dad. They, you know, they were in sales, they wore suits and it was very distinctive. But in in today's political climate, blue collar, white collar has kind of been skewed. Okay. So, so let's argue that for argument's sake, let's say that anybody that works at FedEx other than at the corporate office is classified as more of a white collar worker. And the only thing, if they're at the headquarters, they're white collar. Okay. I'm just, that's They're the probably viewing the logistics guy just got promoted to logistics uh, and got a five or six or seven thousand dollar year raise. Now he's considered white collar, even though back in the day that had been blue collar because he's still working in a warehouse. Right. Right. So that's why I think these numbers are skewed, because I believe that when people do their census, it, it goes back to are you a garbage man or, or a sanitation engineer? You get my point? I get that when your people point. answer the census questions, yes, I'm a logistics manager for FedEx. Well, Pam, they're going to classify him as white collar, even though he may not really be white collar. I don't care what color collar he wears. I mean, it's a job. But I think that these numbers are skewed simply because of that reason. People people create their job titles and make them as long as they can and as impressive as they can because it's it's a it makes them feel better. Well, and the, the the area that I did not agree with the census was Whitehaven, okay? Right. So, think about the fact that EPE, Elvis Presley Enterprises, has put a lot of money into Whitehaven. A ton of they money. They own Graceland. They own the surrounding area. They built a multi – I'm talking tens of millions of Beautiful dollars. Beautiful hotel. And a hotel. All right, so the bartender, the wait staff, are they white collar or blue collar? In today's, I, I don't even know. I don't know if they're male or female anymore. Okay, so I think that skews the data, but it skews so it do in this. the right way. Why don't we drop the white collar, blue collar? Let's just assume that whether they're blue collar, white collar, we know that in in, in Whitehaven, your average person is going to make fifty thousand dollars a year and under. That's pretty oh, much going to be average. Okay, yeah. so uh, because of that, the the rental base in uh, Whitehaven is fifty percent of the homes in Whitehaven, according to the Census Bureau. But that that that's true across Memphis. Correct. Okay. Well, we're dealing the with, only place that I disagreed was in the white collar, blue collar, okay. and that has to do with class. So let's just for PC sake and to be correct in today's political climate, just say everybody's wearing a tan collar. Right? Everybody's collar is just a nice mocha color. There's no distinction. You can't say mocha. That's right. politically incorrect. Then it's just it's just it's a it's an invisible collar. Okay. There's no such yeah. thing as a collar. Yeah. It's gone. So we're not wearing shirts. Exactly. Everybody's naked. So in that in that case, if you take fifty percent of the, the market is is rental, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um I do too. You know, we know folks that own homes in in Whitehaven who've lived there for thirty years, and we also have dealt 
uh, with a lot of rental properties there. So when you look at Whitehaven, the the thing is you can buy a property for it's gone up in the last six months, but let's say average cost eighty thousand dollars three two three one. Yep. Okay. Would you think that's fair? Your 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 typical because if you look at the way the the city is laid out, the the age of the city, the houses in Whitehaven were built in the fifties and sixties, and back in the day, that was a three bedroom, one bath, maybe a three bedroom, one and a half bath with a half bath in the in the biggest bedroom. Yep. Or very rarely a three bedroom, two bath. Yeah, most of them are going to be three ones. Yeah, three one, three one and a half. Standard little three one. uh, Same house you would find in East Memphis that was built at the same time. 1950s, 1960s, one level, what we would call a ranch style. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the house, kind of house I grew up in. Yeah, me too. So I'm familiar with it. So if you if you look at the the average cost of a home in, in Whitehaven today, about eighty thousand. I mean, five years ago it was in the sixties, right? Maybe seventy. Yeah, uh, it's gone up significantly for that market. The rent ranges on the houses that I've put investors in have been anywhere from six ninety five to nine ninety five a month. And one house can be a three two on one side of Whitehaven renting for seven hundred a month. You put it on the other side of Whitehaven it's renting for nine ninety five a month. So it's it's the rent comps I believe are geographical as well. But what do you think drives that difference, one side of Whitehaven to the other? I don't know. It's a good question. There's theories that I have. Well, definitely. There's theories. But rents are coming up. Yes. Okay. The, the 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 market values have gone up over the last three, four years, but the rents have not followed. But now- They're catching up. The, the rents are catching up. Now, why is that? Because the biggest thing in Memphis is the inventory. Yep. When you don't have enough inventory, it drives the market values up because you have- more buyers than you have properties. But that doesn't mean that, that rents follow. Rents follow because of economic prosperity. And that's what we're seeing now is that we're, we've had an improving economy for the last few years. But now those rents are following, and they're going to continue to go up as long as we have a good economy. Now, here's what I want to stress. This is, there's a catch-22, and then I get so irritated by people who wait for the stock market to hit its highest peak ever to start buying stock. It never made sense to me. And as soon as it drops a dollar, they start liquidating like the world's coming unhinged. That's right. That's right. I don't understand. So listen, the same happens in investment real estate. Right now in Whitehaven, right now in Raleigh, which we'll talk about that market later, um, market values have gone up. Inventory has dropped. That's causing rents to catch up. Now, as soon as rents catch up, what's the first thing that's going to happen to market values? They're now going to go up because everything's meeting the 1% and above rule. So therefore, sellers will ask more for their property. So you have a small window here of maybe 8 to 10, maybe 12 months to buy in Whitehaven and take advantage of the current values. Because if you wait until rents catch up, then the values start going up to buy. You you miss the boat, basically. You miss the boat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tell every single investor I have, you've got to move fast. You can't just sit on this stuff. You can't wait to see what's going to happen because as soon as you figure out what's happening, guess what? The boat's left. And now you're sitting there buying a property you could have bought for $8,000 less a year ago and taking advantage of the increased rents that followed. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Anyway. Listen, when you're in real estate investment, you want to be living on the edge. And the way I mean that is everywhere that you buy, you want to be ahead of the game. If you go ahead and, and buy where it's hot, you miss the boat. 
you want to be on that edge of you know gentrification is a bad you should word be now. driving the bandwagon not jumping on it that's right but when you're looking at where things are improving you want to be right on that edge so that you you get the gain of buying in early yep so that your appreciation your 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 rent comps all come up as others start to jump on that bandwagon exactly you don't want to be on the bandwagon when it's a lot of cool. investors are bandwagon investors. They are. They wait until they see on national news that you know Memphis is, you know, one of the hottest rental markets in the country before they start buying here. The and we've got perfect example that you and I just <laughs> we've been going back and forth on that fourplex that I try to get my your investor was trying to sell it. He was ready to get rid of it a year ago. I was yes. out trying to have my investor buy it. He my investor kind of, well, I don't know. And I said, listen, this is one of those things yeah. that you're going to miss the boat. So he didn't buy. Your investor ended up not selling, hanging on to it. It's gone up sixty thousand dollars in the last year. Yeah, and he bought it at like three twenty five. Yeah. And then the last time I talked to him, he said, I'm not letting it go for less than half. It's gone up to 385000 Yeah. Uh, and it's fully rented, producing thirty over, almost $4,000 a month in gross Because rent. he bought on the edge, right. held on to it, and yes, it was. there were some difficulties. But the point is now, he's, he's not going to let it go for no. less than half a million. And my investor kicks himself every day that he didn't yeah. jump on that deal. Yeah. Now, the reason being that this deal worked out the way it just I'm – go, I'm trying to paint a picture of what we're talking about, getting in early. So when, when this investor bought this fourplex, it's on, it's on a dead-end street, uh, a lot of duplexes and, and uh, some, some multi-family apartment buildings – all of them were in bad shape. Nothing was great. It wasn't a great street to be on. However, That's right. the one right next door to this fourplex completely renovated in full. They're now doing the one across the street. They're building a brand new apartment complex on the other side of that one. Yep. So now this value has shot through the roof, and this street has become a desirable place for young professionals to live, and his building is full. So while he didn't, I don't think he realized he was buying on the edge and, and getting in early. But now I, I guarantee you, he's so happy you brought that property. Oh, back. he did because I said and my investors him, pissed off that he didn't buy that. That's property. right. And the <laughs> thing is, when when I talked him into buying it, I thought I sure hope I'm right, <laughs> and I was. And you are. I, it took a couple of years for you to be right. Yeah, but you, yeah, so it worked out anyway. Yeah. So that's the, that's the thing we're trying to talk about is what. Glenn does and he's good at and I try to ride his coattails on it is finding that next spot that's coming finding that next spot where a glimmer of light starting to shine where we know that if you start buying in there today the next five years values are going up rents are going up and you can take advantage of not just a good ROI but take advantage of a good appreciation value on a, on a property that's going to give you a, a, a fantastic return on, on resale that's right um, so anyway uh, before we move on to the next topic uh, epmrealestate.com you can go there, contact Glenn and I directly if you want, uh, if you want to learn more about the Memphis market, Whitehaven. And if we're talking about Whitehaven, one of the things that's important, what I call my anchors, um, Graceland, where Elvis lived, is the anchor for Whitehaven. Now, why is that important? Well, back in the 1950s when he bought that property, it was in the country. It's not in the country anymore. It's in the city. And when Priscilla presley sold her rights to graceland to elvis presley enterprises they brought economic prosperity to whitehaven they 
bought up all the strip malls and the little hotels across the street. They put in a, a beautiful hotel. That hotel had to cost them at least 50 or $60 million. We're talking about a five-star hotel. Graceland is now one of the highest-grossing uh, tourist attractions in, the, in our country. And that's all because of the investment that they made into Whitehaven. And a couple of years ago, they came out and said that they were going to pay all of their employees, and I'm talking thousands, a living wage. And that has generated economic prosperity to Whitehaven. That's the anchor in Whitehaven, and that's why you should buy there. Absolutely. Well, before we move on to the next uh, location, I want to bring something I find interesting. So let's take – you've got 37,830. Let's just call it 38,000 people that live in the geographic space of Whitehaven. Yep. How big would you say Whitehaven is? A couple miles by a couple of miles? Three by four? What? Yeah, probably – Five miles north to south and and three to four miles east to west. Okay. So it's not a huge area. No, it's not. Um, Actually, we can get through Whitehaven in a matter of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, However, do on a regular basis. Let's take that that number of 40,000 people or 38,000 people, and 50% of those are classified as renters, which means that at any given time, you've got almost 20,000 renters in that geographical area. Yes. And if that doesn't tell you, how popular Whitehaven is for rental properties and investors, that should be a key indicator. And you're going to find that as we go through the Memphis markets, if you continue to listen, that a lot of these areas are going to be 50%. And when you look at the population, think about how many people every year are looking for a rental property just in that area, that Mm -hmm. small geographical area, which is why rental properties are so popular. I just want to point that out. So anyway, we're going to move on to the next location. I believe next we're going to talk about Raleigh. Okay, sounds good to me. So Raleigh, and when we mention these names, um, I believe at some time that this is what these little towns used to be called. And over you know a long time ago, they got annexed into the city, but they're still called by their geographical location. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean basically, if you look at Memphis, Memphis is a river town. So when Memphis grew, it could not grow to the west because that's where the river is in Arkansas. It couldn't grow to the south because of Mississippi. It couldn't grow to the north because of Shelby Forest, which mm-hmm. is a federally protected land area. So it all had to grow grow east and south. And so Whitehaven became the mecca in the 50s and 60s. Right. Raleigh began to come up after that. And so Raleigh is the north side of town. And uh, that is where now we have economic prosperity coming from Nike right. and from Amazon. Yep. Well, let's look at that uh, that population. Population 36,531 with a 56%, almost 57% renter occupied. And I agree with that because you I and do I too. know. I do too. There's very rarely a homeowner there. Uh, now, now Raleigh is another geographical size similar, similar to White, Whitehaven. Uh, it's probably only three or four miles wide, maybe three or four miles north or south. About the same about the size same uh, as as Whitehaven, but on the north side of town. So again, you've got you know eighteen thousand renters in that small geographical area. 
So, but we, but 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 there's a difference in the age of the homes that are there. Yeah, because you have some that were built in the 50s and 60s. Most are 60s and 70s, and even 80s. And you even have some that were built into in the 2000s, Further just north. before the crash in 08. So, while the the demographics are pretty much the same, the type of tenants are pretty much the same. They're, they're, they're all employed in distribution, Nike, Amazon, FedEx. Not have, all, but the majority. You have right? two facilities, Nike and Amazon, that sit right next to each other on New Allen Road. Nike's got to be a million square feet. It's huge. The two, well, I, ch- I clocked it in my truck. Did you? When you hit Nike, if you hit your, your odometer and you get wait until you get to the other end of Amazon, they take up a solid mile of real estate. Yep. together they're yep. next door to each other yeah so it's a solid mile of real estate they take up with their two facilities yep so and they're uh, right next to each other yeah. and the amazon facility nike's been there for years you think amazon gets a discount on 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 nike uh, on nike, nike, nike shoes on when they nike ship apparel <laughs> probably just, so. just walk next door and say hey i need two million of these and three million of those but i also know that you have a lot of nike apparel yeah, I'm slowly getting rid of it, though. <laughs> no, the Amazon facility opened up within the last year. Uh, they hired a 1,000 people. And so you put that right next to Nike, which is at least a million square feet. Right. You're talking about thousands of employees and what I would refer to as blue collar. doesn't matter to me. It's just the – We agree there nobody has demo. collars anymore. No, no collars. You're we're all incorrect. We're all naked, okay? But that those are two of the anchors for Raleigh. Just like you have Graceland in, in Whitehaven, you have Nike and Amazon in Raleigh. Right. Okay? And so that's what that's that's what's sustaining the economic prosperity of Raleigh. Yep. And the uniqueness about most of these areas, so, you know, we had talked about Whitehaven earlier, and family households there were 63%. Family households in Raleigh, um, 63.27%. So you can see a, where whatever market you're going to, the, the demographics are about the same as far as family units, non-family units, uh, citizens, non-citizens. All that is going to be kind of the same. The difference between Whitehaven and Raleigh is that Raleigh is doing what Whitehaven did five years ago. Yep. So Raleigh is the place, if you can find a house to buy, uh, is where you want to be investing because you're going to have the appreciation. You're going to have the, the, the up rents. Now, the average home, from my perspective, from what I've been doing in Raleigh, is going to be between 68000 and about $85,000 average. I, I agree with that. And your I average rent that. in Raleigh, though, however, is different than – Whitehaven, it's a little higher. Yeah, it's going. So your up. average rent's going to be eight ninety five to nine ninety five. I have some that are even as high as eleven hundred. Uh, we have one investor that bought a house. Rent comp said max was eleven thousand twenty five. Two days after we finished it and put it on the market, he rented it for eleven fifty a month on a two year lease. And that, so, but, and that's because a inventory's trend that low we're for, seeing. Yeah, inventory's low for renters, so they're jump. They're doing the same thing home buyers are doing. They're throwing. They're saying, I'll pay. You know, eleven hundred dollars a month. I'll pay eleven fifty a month because they've got a good job at Nike or Amazon. That's that my and and that's that. I mean, that's cliche, but the point is these anchor areas they create a situation where your workers are going to be able to pay more rent. Yeah. Well, and, and, and people are going to move closer to work. Right? Yes, absolutely. These folks that worked at Nike on the other side of two forty 
for for the forever when Nike opened up a new plant or a new distribution center, then you know all of a sudden instead of driving an extra ten minutes to work, they're looking to to rent another house in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, but you've got seventeen, eighteen thousand renters in that area yeah. between between Whitehaven and Raleigh. You've got thirty eight thousand people that rent. Yeah. Period. And the comparison is if you look at. Uh, Atlanta or Houston, where it takes two hours just to drive across town. In Memphis, you can be anywhere you want to go in 30 minutes. And as a result, if you're talking about living in Raleigh and working in Raleigh, you're within three or four miles of being at work. And that's what makes Memphis unique is that people live in that part of town many of them have never lived anywhere else other than that part of town and they're within just a few minutes to commute to work now we don't have a huge um we don't have a good system for commuting we don't have the greatest bus lines in the world we don't have a we don't have a subway um so people have to have a car so for someone to be within walking distance or at least driving distance three or four miles from work is it's very important. It's very important. Uh, yeah, let's face it. Raleigh's ten minutes from downtown, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes from the airport. Yep. You know, it's Raleigh is more centrally located than any other section of Memphis, in my yes. opinion. You can get to anywhere in ten to fifteen minutes. And portions other than of Whitehaven, Raleigh, who's and portions on the other of side Raleigh are, are in the county, not the yeah, city. True. So you don't have a city property tax, which improves your ROI. Yep. Exactly. Well, again, epmrealestate.com. You can hit up Glenn and I, and we'll be glad to talk to you further about these markets if you have any other questions. But listen, get into the markets early. Please don't wait until the till it hits a peak. And buy on top of the market so that if you have any kind of correction, you're at a loss. You know, get into get into these markets early. Whitehaven's starting to level off, but I still think there's a, a good potential of growth there. Raleigh is growing at such a, a faster pace than I thought. Well, we could have bought for seventy five last year is on the market for eighty five this year. Mm-hmm. Within a year, they're putting them on the market for ten grand over what uh, what they were getting last year. When we talk about the age of a home. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, I only want to buy something that was built after 2000. Well, then get your checkbook because they, it's going to cost you. <laughs> well, and, and, the, and the reason is they think, well, that house is going to have newer stuff. Well, let me tell you this. If you take a house that was built in 1960 and you put a new roof on it and HVAC, water heater, flooring, it's, it's new. just as new yeah. as something built 10 years ago. I always tell my investors this. If you have a 16-year-old son, you can buy him a Ferrari or you can buy him a Beater. And it's his first time. Which one are you going to buy him? They say, I'm going to buy him a Beater. Why? Because he's going to tear it up. He's going to tear it okay. up. Okay. So if you, if, you, if you buy a house that's $250,000, it costs more to fix that house up when you turn that renter over as well. Yeah. Versus a $70,000 house that you put three or four grand into and turn it over. Yeah. So you know, keep in mind, it's all economics of scale. All right, so we're going to go on to what well, we got East Memphis and Cordova. We just, let's move into Cor- Cordova next, okay? Because we were just kind of discussing that. So Cordova is was the town of Cordova. It was also annexed into the city of Memphis uh, relatively in the last ten to twelve years. Hadn't it been? It hadn't been that long. Um, it's been on and off. And uh, when we talk about parts of town, Raleigh, Whitehaven, Cordova, these are areas that are. Mostly a part of the city of Memphis, but not not always. Right, and they were just named as suburbs back in the day. 
Right. Because we could only grow from what? West to east. Yep. Annexation. Okay. So Raleigh is mostly city, but some county. Uh, Whitehaven is all all city. And Cordova is about, mm, 80, I would 80% say. 80% city, about 20%. Yeah, county. maybe 70% city. Which all that all that's going to mean to you is that your taxes are going to be less, so your ROI will look a little better. That's right. Pretty much. And so Cordova was actually a, a little crossroads at Macon and uh, right in the Macon and Germantown Parkway area back in the day. And when I, I, I like a hundred years ago, now it's a very sought after suburb of Memphis where you have a. A very very diverse demographic of well, of naked people because we, <laughs> we don't have collars anymore. Well, look at the let's, all right. Let's look at the difference between Cordova and let's say Whitehaven and Raleigh. White collar is eighty one point three nine percent. Blue collars eighteen point six percent. Self employed people compared to six hundred eighty one in Whitehaven, two thousand two hundred sixty eight people in in uh, Cordova. But you have a 56%, almost 57% rental rate of all the houses in Cordova are rentals. So what does that tell you? In my opinion, that tells me that now you've got guys that are upper management or low-level management at FedEx, low-level management at Nike. They either work for Delta, AutoZone, or right. – They make fifty, sixty thousand 60000 a year. Yeah. Um, they haven't bought a home, but yet they'll come to Cordova and rent a $180,000 house for $1,500, $1,800 a month. Yes. Um, because they can afford that. So And because they're getting into a home that it was built in the last 15 years versus something that was built in the 70s. So that tells you a, a unique – Cordova is the place you go if you want a newer home. You're going to pay more for it, and your ROI is not going to be as great. You're, you, you can still get in the 8s probably, but you're not going to get into the 10s and 11s because the property values are so far – have so far exceeded what the rent comps were. Now, we're seeing rents go up, so buying Cordova today is going to be a good long-term hold because values are going to go up and rents are going to catch up. And we have investors that will only buy in Cordova, yep. and that's just their that's their niche. These are newer homes that were built from 1990 up until the early 2000s, right before the crash. Now, what's unique about Cordova is there's not a lot of new construction. When the market crashed in 08, uh, there were some lots still left available, but mostly – Throughout the Memphis market, you're talking about, you know, existing homes. And so Cordova and what, let's talk about the anchor in Cordova. What's the what's the anchor in Cordova? EPM real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's. Oh, Shelby, Shelby Farms. Farms. Shelby Farms. Shelby Farms Park. Shelby Farms Park is a forty five hundred acre park yeah. right in the heart of the city that you can. You have to either drive through or go around yeah, every there's, day. There's hiking trails, bike trails, fishing holes, dog parks. There's even buffalo. Yes. I show people the well, buffalo. they're, actually they're bison. like bison. Bison. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. Bison? They are bison. You don't get buffalo in North America. Okay. Well, sorry. I didn't know there was a difference. Can you eat bison? Um, yes. Yeah? Okay. I, I show people that, and they're, they, but they're just you shocked. Can't, you can't kill the bison at Shelby Farms. I, I won't kill the bison okay. at Shelby Farms. <laughs> 
not unless it's been a long night and I've, I've <laughs> been out having a good time. Then I'm not responsible. But I show them, and people are shocked when they see them because it's just not something you expect to see in no. the middle of Memphis. Is you expect to see it out west in the plains? Correct, correct. But we have a herd of bison, and the bison are Shelby smaller Marshall. than buffalo. I guess that yes. makes sense because I yeah. did notice that they're not small enough to pet. No, uh, they're, uh, there's, they're there's very one, large. There's deer that live out there that yes. cross the road. I see them all the time. There's um, a solar farm. There's agriculture. You got the agri center, which they hold a lot of events. Yes. Um, the Agri Center actually is a, a, a kind of a unusual place because they actually do a lot of agricultural experimentation. So mm-hmm. they grow they grow trees. They have uh, they have a strawberry patch that you can go out and pick your own strawberries. Yeah. They have a they have a lake. It's called Ketchum Lake where you can pay like a buck and go in there and fish catch and catfish. Cat, yeah, you catch fish to take them home. Um, it's really a cool place to, you know, it's, it, it's a large park. It's a lot of area, a lot going on. They just built a new, they dug a, or widened a, an existing lake. Yep. Uh, they Patriot beached, Lake. Patriot Lake. They beached it. Uh, they, you know, rent paddle boats. And I mean, you go out there on a day like yesterday when it was 76 degrees and sunny, and that park had to have four or 5,000 people in it just around the lake. Just, they have walking trails. They have places for the kids to play. So they have playgrounds. The Green Line goes through there, the bike trail. Yep. Yes, it bike does. Trail. It goes right by your place. Yeah. Um, so it was a. An area that was provided to the city by a family here in town, and the family said, you can use this and, and as a park, but you can never do anything else with it. You have to. The city had to agree that they would never use Shelby Farms Park for anything other than the enjoyment of the citizens. But they do have a couple of uh, Shelby County offices, buildings, DMV, and the penal farm. Over there. Yes, there is a prison. There's a prison, <laughs> and 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 uh, a, a dog shelter. <laughs> we left that part out. But, I mean, it's not. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's where um, they send guys, minimum security. Right. It's where you go that's been there for many many years. DWI and you know, but you've got governmental over. offices over there. The Shelby County Sheriff's Department has a building over there. Google um, Earth it. If you Google Earth it and look at it, it's it's really cool. Uh, it, it's it's really pretty and yeah. Um, you know, I, I always think back. We had one of the Japanese investors in town, and we drove through there. And keep in mind, in Japan, I didn't know this until he told us. Japan, they build up, so you have a five thousand square foot house, but it's like six stories tall because you have no, you can't build. You <laughs> There's build not enough up. land. So yeah. when he, we go through Shelby Farms, I think we were taking him a lunch at the Coastal Fish House, yeah. and his eyes are just like big as saucers because he couldn't believe all this vacant land that no one is building on. I, we took him up on the top of the hill that looks out over the park. Yeah. And he just was wowed. And that's when he said, he goes, I have a 5,000-square-foot house, but it's like four or five stories tall because you can't build out. You <laughs> have to build there's straight There's no up. land. No there's land no to build. Land. Anyway, so, yeah, so, so Shelby that's Farms the, that's is, the is the anchor. anchor. That's the anchor for Cordova, right. which has brought economic prosperity and, back And let's to be Cordova. honest with people. Cordova, you're going to get someone who makes a little bit more money. You're going to get a, a higher-rated tenant, right? Maybe a little bit better credit score. But, however, you're going to rent a $170,000 house for fifteen fifty a month. So your ROI is going to be 7 and 8. It's not going to be 10 and 11. Today. But there's, it's going today, to improve. But it'll catch up. So you, you take a short-term lower ROI 
to take advantage of the appreciation and the growing rents that are coming in the future. But yep. you get a solid tenant. That's the key. Now, not every tenant is going to be solid. We still have our issues, and but not as not as common as you would in a place like Whitehaven or or Raleigh or or you know the other side of of. Uh, East Memphis, close to the interstate. Well, but if you talk about that, I mean, Enterprise does such a great job of making sure that we vet our tenants. Yeah. You, you know, back in the day, back in 08, you could get a loan as long as you could, uh, as long as you had a heartbeat. Nowadays, with tenancy, you're going to vet your tenant to make sure that they have the ability to walk out the lease that you. Uh, sign with them and so enterprise does an excellent job of vetting those tenants to make sure they're going to they're going to stay in there through the the length of the lease and probably be there for as many as 10 years i've, I've got a house i'm getting ready to put on the market the tenant was there for 10 years i got one the late the past has been there eight years yeah the one we were just talking about before yeah um Actually, we helped him back at RMC. I just realized that. Really? Yeah. That was our old company back so, when we were in. Well, I'll, uh, I'll tell you about him. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to the next one, which is East Memphis. Now, East Memphis is the most, in my opinion, is probably the most popular area in other than Midtown. Yes. Midtown's gotten so out of, it's so overpriced that it's you can't live there anymore unless you've got serious money. But East Memphis is still that place. It's segregated by, by Poplar Avenue. One side's. Bigger homes, old money, $500,000 million homes. The other side of Poplar are these little 1,200-square-foot brick 70s yep. homes. Same house you would find in Whitehaven, but yeah. it's in East Memphis. And in great condition, yes. most of them. Yes. Uh, the only downside is that house, if you took a house, put it in Whitehaven, you sell it for eighty grand. You put it over in East Memphis, it's going to sell for one hundred forty, hundred fifty. Yeah. However, the rent – will justify there because yes. there's a lot of young professionals, young married couples that just get started and they want to live in East Memphis. They can't buy a million-dollar house, so they move over to that side and rent a home, uh, and they'll pay thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 a month for a little 1,200-square-foot 3-1 house. And love it all and day long. Exactly. And so you can buy that house for 140000 in cash flow it because it makes sense. Um, now, the, the unique thing about – East Memphis that I noticed, if you look at the self-employment numbers, 1,724 out of 42,846 population, private company employees, 13,852, okay? If you compare that percentage-wise to population, it's still on track with what Whitehaven and Raleigh uh, we're at, mm-hmm. but you look at the white collar, white collar versus blue collar. It's seventy seven percent white collar. Why is that? They work at the hospital. They they're clerking at a law firm. They're not making a ton of money, but they they're on a they're on a track a professional track that's going to take them years to achieve. If you have friends in Memphis, let's say you have ten friends, right, and you ask them where do you work, you're going to hear St. Jude, yeah, AutoZone. FedEx, AutoZone, forgot about Delta. That's what you're going to hear. And I have so many friends that it's exactly that. We are a uh, city that is based upon the types of companies that headquarter themselves here. And why do they do that? Because the cost of living is very reasonable. And so you have. And we're centrally located for 
for distribution, for distribution. as part of the country. Absolutely. On the river, Which the is railways, why that's where we started to begin with. Yeah. Because I we were a river runs. town where they brought cotton in and out of yep. through the barge system on the Mississippi River. Our railway uh, junctions here, and yep. now we've got well, I-40, which runs from the east side of the country to the west side of the country. Yes. Um, it runs right through the middle of Memphis. Which uh, I personally drove from Las Vegas to Memphis when uh, the 2001 situation Oh, really? Occurred. Yeah. I-40 all the way. Well. 27 hours. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> so if you want to understand why, that that's a big key for Memphis. And East Memphis sits right – I mean, other than – East Memphis is the opposite side – of forty two forty from Raleigh, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, but they're both within ten minutes of downtown. They're just on different sides of the interstate. I grew up in East Memphis. <clears throat> yeah, I remember. You know, so if you look at the population, you look at the the white collar numbers, which I found was interesting. Is it's much higher? Not much higher, but it is significantly higher. Um, but yet they can pay. Twelve hundred, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month to rent a little twelve hundred square foot house. Yes, um, and so. and if you look at the numbers about households without children, seventy five percent. Yeah, and that's that's a mixture of things. That is smart people. You, well, I mean, you can go into East <laughs> Memphis and you'll see uh, Granny out there cutting the yard. She's yeah. seventy years old and she's only lived in that house. Yeah, and then you have people who are. Up and coming, um, when I was doctors, leasing lawyers. Yeah, when I was leasing properties over there, it was always young married couples in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. No kids know, yet. She's a nurse. He's you know in law school or you know yeah no kids. Yeah. Um, but they don't want to live in Cordova. They don't want to live in Raleigh. They want to live in East Memphis. East Memphis is yeah. a place to be if you're anybody you live in East Memphis. But they can't go across Poplar and pick up a half million dollar house yet. So they they move into these neighborhoods. I, I lived over there. Uh, yeah. Back in 2017, right? 16, 17, and 18. I don't want to talk about when I lived there. <laughs> it was a long, a time, long ago. time ago. Now, actually, what you look – if you look at a, a, a map of Memphis, you see Poplar Avenue that runs all the way across town. And so in East Memphis, on the north side of Poplar, those are areas where it, it, it's more affluent. Yeah, and you'll actually have somebody buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house and tear it down and build a McMansion. But on the south side of Poplar is what we're talking about, which is the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties ranch style three one three one and a half three twos that are anytime you can get one hundred fifty thousand one hundred fifty dollars a square foot on average. Oh, easily. On average. If you can get one, you pick it up because it's only going to get better. That's just the the way East Memphis runs. Sure. Um, anything on the north side, very rare. Yeah, I agree. Those are that. That's where they actually will either tear something down and rebuild, or take an old house and add to it. Right. Go up well, five stories. That covers the markets that we work in. Uh, there are other markets we can talk about, um, but that kind of gives you a rundown between the the newer homes, the higher rent, the the upper level tenant versus the the mid range 
uh, home, a little bit less expensive, but better ROI. And Memphis is a, is a unique city. It's a really unique city. Go to epmrealestate.com, look up Glenn and I, just hit us an email, call our cell phones, whatever. Uh, we'll be glad to uh, to help you get started here in Memphis. That's what you want to do. And you can look at some of the anchors we've been talking about. If you just Google Graceland or if you Google Shelby Farms Park. Shelby Farms Memphis, Park, Tennessee. or the the Civic Center in Raleigh, which is a new anchor. Yeah, uh, you, can you can actually check look out up, these areas. You can look up the Amazon Nike facility, and you, I think you can see that from the space shuttle <laughs> or, the, or the space station. I believe you can see them. Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtain Podcast, your real-world guide to real estate investment and property management. Be sure to subscribe at BehindTheCurtainPodcast.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Enterprise Property Management's real estate services, please visit us on the web at EPMRealEstate.com. This has been a Sound Ideas Group production for Enterprise Property Management, Inc.